Welcome to the Minor Atlantis Immigration Update, the podcast that immigration professionals and foreign nationals turn to for up-to-the-minute information. If you find what we do useful, please recommend us to your colleagues in immigration. If you have a chance, rate us and give us a good review in your podcast app. That really helps us grow. So let's get into this week's episode, which was written by minor partner Lynn Walker and minor associate Kristen Sisko, and deals with the historically unprecedented delays that USCIS has been experiencing. Now we're going to give you some background about the extent of the delays, and you'll be astonished if you haven't already been experiencing them yourself. We're going to give you some reasons why this is happening, and finally, some things you can do to help facilitate your petitions. Starting February of 2021, we published a number of articles and podcasts and client alerts discussing the historical backlogs and processing delays at U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, or USCIS, and how these delays impacted foreign nationals, families, and U.S. employers. It has been more than eight months since President Biden took office, and while the Biden administration has made many promises to modernize the immigration system, change the narrative on immigration, and enact comprehensive and compassionate immigration reform, it has been exceptionally slow to deliver meaningful changes that positively impact foreign nationals and immigration law professionals. Most recently, the Biden administration advocated for sweeping immigration reforms in its August 2021 Senate budget resolution. Now, this budget resolution, if passed by a simple majority in the Senate through a special process known as budget reconciliation, would enable the Judiciary Committee to begin drafting legislation that would have a significant impact on employment and family-based immigration. This would create a path to permanent resident status for beneficiaries of DACA, temporary protected status, and other essential workers. Unfortunately, in September of 2021, Senate Parliamentarian Elizabeth McDonough rejected these proposals, finding that these immigration reforms exceeded the Senate's rules for the budget reconciliation. This disappointing turn of events has once again left millions of foreign nationals, families, and U.S. employers stuck working within a profoundly dysfunctional system that continues to operate in ways that are arbitrary and confusing, even to the most experienced immigration professionals. The most obvious challenges facing USCIS are the now historic backlogs and processing times in adjudicating applications and petitions. According to a recent alert, published by the American Immigration Lawyers Association in fiscal year of 2014, that's from October 1, 2013 to September 30, 2014, it took USCIS an average of five months to process most applications. However, by fiscal year 2020, now this is October 1, 2019 to September 30, 2020, processing times increased, on average, to about nine months. Between fiscal year 2017 to fiscal year 2019, USCIS processing times increased by more than 37%, even though during that same period there was a 10% decrease in the number of cases filed with USCIS. Since the COVID-19 pandemic started in January 2020, these processing times have increased dramatically. 
For example, according to AILA from fiscal year 2017 to fiscal year 2021, processing times for the most commonly filed applications and petitions increased dramatically. Now let me throw some startling statistics at you, and I'm just going to hit a few of the highlights, or should I say lowlights. But if you'd like to see the full list of delays, please go to Lynn Walker's or Kristen Sisko's LinkedIn pages, where they have posted the complete version of this article. So let's start with Form I-539, Application to Change or Extend Non-Immigrant Status. Well, those processing times have increased 250% from 2.8 months to 9.8 months. A Form I-485, Application to Register or Adjust to Permanent Resident Status for Family-Based Immigration Petitions increased 67% from 7.9 to 13.2 months. Here's another. Form N-400, application for naturalization, increased 47% from 7.9 months to 11.6 months. As of the date of this podcast, the processing times for H-4 and L-2 EADs are taking an average of 9.5 to 16.5 months, while EADs based on pending I-485 applications are taking an average of 5.5 to up to 21.5 months to adjudicate at the California, Nebraska, Texas, and Vermont service centers. And speaking of the service centers, just to pick two as examples, the Nebraska service center is taking approximately 10.5 to 15.5 months to process form I-539 for H-4 and L-2 statuses, and 10.5 to 14 months to process all other types of changes or extensions of status applications, not including F, J, or M status. At the California Service Center, it's taking approximately 11.5 to 15 months to process Form I-539 for H-4 and L-2 statuses, and 18 to 23.5 months, that's nearly two years, to process all other types of change or extension of status applications Again, not including F, J, or M status. And that's just a few of the many delays outlined in Lynn and Kristen's articles, which you should definitely read. These backlogs and processing delays have a significant impact on millions of foreign nationals and families, as well as employers nationwide. Take, for example, the impact of a delay in an EAD application. The earliest a foreign national can file an EAD application is six months before it expires. This current system means that foreign nationals who follow all the rules and file six months in advance may actually have to be terminated from their jobs for nine and a half up to 21 and a half months until a new EAD is issued. Think about that. That's a huge problem. That means that foreign nationals who depend on EADs to work will have extensive interruptions in employment, which will result in U.S. companies losing essential workers and families losing their ability to financially support themselves. Such delays make it impossible for companies to maintain a reliable workforce and for families to provide the basic necessities of life, like food and shelter. So what is causing these historic backlogs and delays? Well, there are many factors responsible for these delays, and here are some of them. To start with, the policies and reforms implemented by the Trump administration 
which were designed to restrict legal immigration and delay processing of petitions and applications, which they are doing. Of course, this makes it unattractive for U.S. employers to hire foreign nationals, and many of these policies still have not been rescinded or revoked by the Biden administration. Another cause of delays is significant and consistent underfunding and understaffing of USCIS. And of course, the safety protocols that have been implemented during the COVID-19 pandemic. Although the Biden administration has made some helpful changes, such as reinstituting USCIS's deference policy for previously approved petitions, and we talk about that one in depth in our podcast, Season 1, Episode 25, released on July 13th. They also have removed the biometrics requirements for H4 and L2 spouses. But even with some strides forward being made, the combination of the factors I talked about before have resulted in these unprecedented and unconscionable delays in the adjudication of lawful immigration benefits. So now on to the most important part of this episode, the part you've been waiting for. What can foreign nationals and U.S. employers do about this? Given the current landscape, it is really important for foreign nationals and their families and employers to work with competent immigration professionals who understand the regulations and procedures to file petitions and applications for immigration benefits. Along with that, here are some helpful tips. Now, this one is kind of obvious, but it does deserve mentioning. You must file applications and petitions as soon as legally permitted especially for applications and petitions that cannot benefit from premium processing service and where renewals or extensions can only be filed within 180 days of the benefit's expiration date. If premium processing is available and the foreign national's ancillary benefits, such as a driver's license, will expire soon, the foreign national and or employer should consider availing themselves of the expedited processing provided by premium processing. Continue to expect extensive USCIS delays and utilize the options available to address those delays, which may include requesting expedited processing, as I just mentioned, requesting assistance from a congressperson, or filing a lawsuit to compel USCIS to adjudicate the long-delayed application or petition. We recognize that there are many competing priorities that the Biden administration is confronting, from the COVID-19 pandemic to our nation's economic recovery. Immigrants and immigration have served and will continue to serve in our nation's recovery and strength. On his first day in office, President Biden announced plans to send a progressive and bold immigration bill to Congress that would embrace immigrants as an essential part of our society. We are urging once again the Biden administration to keep its promises and start enacting real policies and legislation to reform our broken immigration system and provide real changes and significant relief. Changing the narrative is a nice start. Reforming the system so that it actually works is far more meaningful. As always, Minor and Landis will continue to closely monitor all immigration-related government operations and will publish updates as they happen. If you have any questions, please contact our experienced immigration attorneys to schedule a consultation. Thanks for listening. Disclaimer, the information contained herein is intended only for educational or informational purposes and is not a substitute for legal advice. 
Further, listening to this HR tip in no way establishes an attorney-client relationship between you and Miner and Landis LLP. Listeners should consult legal counsel for definitive advice regarding the current law and regulations and how those apply to your unique situation within your organization.